as folks are going back into the office or their offices are calling them back in after having worked remotely for the past year. And that's a message I'm hearing loud and clear from coaching clients, from women I talk to on online. They are so upset about having to go back in to the office and adding that commute back into their day, taking that flexibility away. Right now, I'm just really encouraging companies and the women I work with who might run these companies or who are interviewing for jobs to advocate for these things to have flexible work arrangements, to encourage remote work when you know it works and it has worked for your company. Get a little creative um, with how you think about flex hours so that we can get women back into the workforce. What would happen if you were crazy enough to buckle down and focus on one thing? That podcast you've been thinking about starting? Or that podcast that you have that's sitting stuck and stagnant and you need ideas on how to grow it and move forward? How about that book that you started writing and it's just sitting there collecting dust waiting for you to finish the process? Or busy moms out there, you have so much going on in life, you just need to figure out how you can buckle down and start making yourself a priority so that you can live your dreams and goals. Well, I want to let you know that if you sit down and focus on one thing, then you can make anything possible. You can make your dreams come true and really accomplish your goals. I'm excited to announce that my 30-day laser focus intensive one-on-one coaching program, The Power of One, is back for a limited time only. During this program, you will get one month of my attention with super focused coaching, accountability, and support. We'll sit down, develop an initial strategy with a plan of action that will help you achieve your goals, whether it's in podcasting, getting your book done, or life coaching so that you can really make that space in your life for your dreams and goals. We'll have weekly one-hour coaching and strategy calls, and you will have daily office hours and access to me to answer your quick questions and provide guidance. No longer do you have to spin your wheels and go in circles with all these ideas you have going on. There is nothing more frustrating than having an idea and struggling to gain traction. Hit the link in the show notes as you can find out more about my Power of One 30-day coaching program available to you for podcasting, book coaching, or life coaching. All the tools and strategies that you need to achieve success. What are my past clients saying? We have author Danny McLean who says, Yo, this woman right here has pushed me to write my first book. Lawan Moses helped me set weekly goals, kept me organized, and most importantly, motivated me to actually finish. I always saw myself as an author, but it takes someone special to pull certain gifts out of you. Thank you, Juan Mo. You inspire me to keep on going. So if you want to get results like Danny, get your book finished, get your podcast going, and get your life in order, then head on over to LawanMoses.com and check out my Power of One coaching program. Hey friends, welcome to the More Than a Mother podcast. I am your host, Lawan Moses, and I am a mom on a mission to help you master your mindset and own your time so you can make space in your busy life for your dreams and goals. Join me each week for tangible tips, tools, and strategies that you can use to show up as your personal best 
in motherhood, business, and life, as well as inspiring interviews from moms just like you who are sharing their stories of triumph in order to uplift, encourage, and empower you on your journey. At More Than a Mother, we believe you can pursue your dreams and be a great mom at the same time. We are helping you truly step into your own and find the freedom to do more of the things you love and enjoy without feeling guilty or overwhelmed. My guest today is Becca Carnahan. Becca is a mom of two, writer and career coach from Massachusetts. She is the founder of Becca Carnahan Career Coaching and Communications, where she specializes in helping women find more joy and fulfillment in their work. She also writes and manages the Working Mom blog, With Love Becca, which helps moms manage motherhood, careers, and manage to laugh their way through it all. Becca gained her expertise in the career development field over a 13-year career at Harvard Business School, where she still works as a career coach. In addition to her career coaching work, Becca is also the author of Belinda Baloney Changes Her Mind, a fun and inspiring When I Grow Up children's book, and When Mommy Grows Up, a guide to parenting yourself to a more fulfilling career. In today's episode, Becca and I sat down and discussed what it is like to be a career coach for moms. We talked about the pandemic and the impact that it had on working moms, how moms are finding the need to adapt and adjust because of this pandemic. We also talked about going on job interviews, living your dreams, and how we can make the skills that we do have work to our advantage and open the door for many more opportunities. Let's dive into my interview with Becca. Hey, Becca, how are you? I am good, Luan. Thanks for having me. I'm glad you could be here. Welcome to the More Than a Mother podcast. Before we jump into your great interview and talk about all you're doing as a career coach, if you could please just take a moment to introduce yourself to the audience, tell tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do. You got it. So my name is Becca Carnahan. I am a career coach, an author, and a mom of two awesome little kids, uh, ages six and almost five. As a career coach, I work with a lot of mid-career professionals, mostly women, mostly moms, who are seeking more joy and fulfillment in their work. So I do that. I work with women one-to-one through coaching, but also through my blog and my books to help them achieve that, to help them do what they want to do with their careers and their lives. And yeah, that's basically me in a nutshell. That's wonderful. I mean, it's definitely something that is very needed these days because a lot of moms are in careers, we're managing life, we're managing home. And there are a lot of coaches for many different things, but traditionally, when you think of a coach, you don't think of a career coach. So I really think that that is something that is definitely needed for moms that enjoy being working moms and want to continue to work outside the home. I feel that that is just such an important thing to have at this time. Exactly, exactly. And that was so much of it for me too, was that I loved being a mom. I loved working, but I reached an inflection point where I was 
not doing the work that I wanted to be doing all the time when I was away from my kids. And I know there were so many other moms who were going through that same transition of they had their kids, they had their career, but something wasn't clicking. So I saw my role as a career coach based on all my experience working at Harvard Business School for many years in career and professional development. I saw how I could take that and translate it into the moms I was chatting with on the playground to help them reach their goals, whatever those goals might look like. Yeah, that's awesome. And so it sounds like you started telling us about your journey. So if you just want to continue just to kind of tell us about that journey, about those moms that you were encountering that kind of sparked mm -hmm. you on this path to want to be a career coach and help these working moms and someone like yourself, which you said you recognize things within your own self. So if you could just kind of share that story with us. Yeah, absolutely. So I started working in career and professional development a little over 13 years ago, I guess at this point, um, at Harvard Business School. And that wasn't the field that I thought I was going to end up in. I actually, my first job out of school, I was working for the Boston Celtics, working in marketing and in sales, but wasn't the path for me. Ended up at Harvard Business School kind of by chance, I guess, to a certain degree, finding that role, but then really loved the work of career and professional development and built a career there. During that time of working at HBS, working with students, I had my kids. So my kids, like I said, they're six and almost five. So this was a, a bit of time ago. And when I had my kids, it was a big transition as it is, I think, for any mother. All of us, you go from being, from not being a mother to being a mother. And so much of that just changes how you think about work and life. And I remember, and this is going to sound like a really random story, but I remember being at the DMV, renewing my license when my daughter was three weeks old. My son was 15 months old at this point. They're really, they're really close in age. And I fell into a conversation with a stranger there because the line was super long and we were just both waiting for, to, to get in line for the DMV. And in the conversation, she asked me about my hobbies. And I was like, hobbies? I don't have any hobbies. I have kids. And I need to get these babies fed and clothed and all of that. But it really stuck with me a lot after that conversation because just in her telling me about her life and her interests and things that she did, it inspired me a lot to think about what I wanted for my own life. What was my thing? And that's how I got started writing again. I'd always written in some way, but writing on my blog. And then as I was writing and writing specifically for working moms, that's a situation that I was in. I was working full time and I had two small kids and those were the, the funny stories and the real stories that I was sharing, I found this need and I was hearing from other moms that they were having some of these same struggles around being a working mother, having working mom guilt, trying to find the thing that was theirs still in this world of, of working motherhood. So that was the big aha moment for me that happened, I guess, over a series of a couple aha moments, having that initial conversation about my hobbies and then translating that into just the conversations I was having through my blog and in chatting with other moms about the things that they needed as I thought about the next step of their career. 
Yeah, and it's amazing how it comes from simple conversations because there are so many moms that walk that path of encountering someone or just having a conversation with someone. And it's like, okay, what do you like to do? What are your hobbies? And there are so many of us that cannot answer that question because we often don't take the time to think about the things that we like to do, the things that we enjoy. So when we're given that question, it's like, oh, I I don't even know. And it's kind of like having to reconnect and rediscover ourselves. And I like how you were able to pull from that. Yeah, I like how you were able to pull from that and just see that, okay, I need to reconnect with myself. I need to start to figure out the things that I like to do. And within your own journey of being a working mom and the things you experience, how you were able to turn that into writing and into doing a blog. It's been so much fun. And I love being able to work with other moms now to help them find their thing. And maybe that's entrepreneurship, kind of the route that I've gone, but maybe it's not. And there are so many different ways to find joy and fulfillment in your career, ways to think about crafting your job to do more of the things that you love. And to exactly like you said, to kind of like rediscover who who you are now, because we're always constantly growing and changing. We don't need to go find ourselves, but we need to continue exploring who we, who we're becoming and enjoy that process of, of growth and change and give ourselves the time and space to do just that. Yeah, that is so true. If you are enjoying this show, feeling inspired and motivated, learning something new, or just want to show some love, please do me a favor and help me spread the word. Screenshot this episode and share your favorite takeaways in your Instagram stories. I am truly growing my Instagram and I want you there on the journey with me as we continue to grow and build. Don't forget to tag me at Lawan Moses so that I can share your share. Each time you share this show, it helps me to reach more and more moms just like you. Don't keep this greatness to yourself. Tell a mama you know about the More Than a Mother podcast today. Remember, motherhood is a universal experience and we are all in this together. What would you say in doing the work that you're doing with working moms or perhaps even in your own journey, what would you, from your observation, what is like that one thing that kind of keeps, or might be more than one thing, when you encounter a mom that's feeling like stuck and feeling guilty and wanting more of life, what do you feel is perhaps the root cause or why is she getting stuck? Mm -hmm. You're right. I think there can be several different reasons. But one of the big ones that I see a lot, or maybe I'll do two if I can. One is figuring out what you like. And that seems really simple level, but we don't have a lot of time to think about ourselves when we have kids. We're we're pouring ourselves into our kids. We're pouring ourselves into whatever work that we're doing, but we haven't taken that pause to do that evaluation. So You'll hear people say, okay, you should go follow your passion, but people get stuck on that because they say, I don't know what my passion is. I don't have time to think about that. I don't have a passion. My passion is keeping my kids, making sure they're eating their mac and cheese (laughs) and getting stuff done around the house and 
That's what it has to be my passion. And not that those things aren't important. They absolutely are. But there's some really interesting exercises and prompts you can do to find out what your passion might be that is inclusive of motherhood, that is outside of motherhood, and taking a look at all the things that you like, all the things that you spend your time doing one way or the other, and pulling out the themes of that. So for example, maybe you really like scrolling through Twitter and when you have a break um, in your day, or at night when the kids are finally asleep, you might turn on a sitcom. And if you're really needing another break from your day, you might text a friend because you know that she's going to give you a funny story. Like, okay, what are, maybe you don't see a hobby or a, a career path out of those things, but perhaps there are themes there. Maybe you want you like being in environments that are have a lot of humor. So your passion area could be working for a company that has like humor and fun as central to their culture. So things like that, like how can you do a deep dive into the things that you like and find passion areas that you could then translate into a career? So that's one area. And then the other big one is I hear people getting stuck with this idea of the traditional working hours. And I know this was big for me for myself and a reason why entrepreneurship was the right path for me is that I wanted to be able to get my kids off the bus at three o'clock. I wanted to put them on the bus in the morning when they were going to school and a nine to five job doesn't work that way. So I hear a lot of women, especially but working parents in general, having getting stuck on that question. So in that we talk about what are alternative ways that you can make some of these things happen in your life, whether that is having your own company or doing freelance work or just finding companies and or opportunities that are flexible and remote. There are ways about it. And between those two sticking points, kind of like finding a passion and finding a schedule that works, those are some of the big ones. Yeah, those are huge. And I agree with what you said about finding your passions because there's a lot of people like, hey, go out, do the thing that you love and enjoy and all of those things. But then it's like, well, how do I figure out what I love and enjoy? How do I find my passion? And it's not a lot of work around the how to find your passions. It's like one extreme or the other. And we do get stuck right. because we're like, okay, I feel like I should be living my passions. Everybody's telling me I should be living my passions. And it's like, but I don't know what to do. I don't know where to start. And then also with the traditional uh-huh. working hours, it always amazes me how jobs and schools don't coordinate on times. Like it's the most odd thing to me where we have, mm-hmm. we know these kids have to go to school. We know that parents have to work. But yet the times are so different. And that truly is a roadblock for a lot of people. Yep, it is. And I'm going to get all apply all of my soapbox about this one. because It's been something I've been thinking about a lot lately. I'm sure and a lot of people have been thinking of as folks are going back into the office or their offices are calling them back in after having worked remotely for the past year. And that's a message I'm hearing loud and clear from coaching clients, from women I talk to on online, they are so upset about having to go back in 
to the office and adding that commute back into their day, taking that flexibility away, because as awful as this past year has been and how challenging it's been to be juggling work and home with kids doing remote schooling, there were, there were benefits as well of working remotely and having perhaps a bit more flexibility built into your day that allowed you to, and I'm not sure work-life balance is ever full, it's ever, it's fully balanced, but to find, to find more balance um, in their lives. So right now I'm just really encouraging companies and the women I work with who might run these companies or who are interviewing for jobs to advocate for these things to have flexible work arrangements, to encourage remote work when you know it works, uh, it has worked for your company, get a little creative um, with how you think about flex hours so that we can get women back into the workforce because so many left, we know in September, there was a huge um, exodus from the workforce with, with women when school started again, and there was remote school. I want to see women going back into the workforce, doing work that they love and contributing to these companies. And the companies that say yes to this and get creative, they're gonna do that much better because they're gonna have this talented pool of candidates who are dedicated and creative and innovative, contributing to those organizations and just creating a new culture of work. But I think that's on the horizon. I have great hope that that is on the horizon. Yeah, that is a good point. And it, it does amaze me as well how companies worked so well for the pandemic for over a year, just about with remote working. And then all of a sudden now there are vaccines available. They seem to be getting a control on everything. And then it's like, okay, forget that you worked for over a year remotely. All that goes out the window. You're expected to be back in the office business as usual, but not accounting for the fact that a lot of schools still aren't open or kids are doing hybrid where they may be home for a few days and then go oh. into school for a few days or the schools are completely virtual. It amazed me how many companies completely disregarded the fact that parents are still in this situation where just because mm -hmm. there's a vaccine, just because this pandemic appears to be getting under control, there are so many other factors that go into the lives of parents and especially mm -hmm. women because they tend to be the caregivers that are home with the children that these companies just did completely disregarded and said, forget the fact you work remotely, that's over, just come in now. And it's sad that in 2021, moms mostly had to choose between a career or caring for their children. Right. Yeah, it's... It shouldn't be this way. It, it has been this way. It shouldn't be this way. And the work that I'm doing with my the coaching clients who are faced with these decisions, a lot of them are looking to leave, leave the job that has been that they if they did stay with the job over the past year and able to work remotely. And the companies are saying that, no, we need to have people back in the office. They're looking for new opportunities. And we are doing the work of figuring out what that opportunity could be, what are their what are their key needs, their key motivators, their key interest areas so that they can identify another role at a different company that could be a better fit. And that's where those women are going to go. And that's where they're going to that's where they're going to bring their talents, uh, if you will. And I'm excited for the companies that are going to open their doors to them. I'm excited for these women to find those opportunities and 
I hope that other companies will will follow with the understanding that this, of course, this only works. Um, it doesn't work for every company. It doesn't work for every industry. There's nuance to this. However, I think there's still opportunity. Yes, I agree. There's a lot of opportunity. And as you said, it won't work for every company, for every organization, every business. It's not feasible to have people work from home, but for the ones that can, it's good to see those that can, that have been doing it in the pandemic because they were forced to. It's good to see those start to change their policies and open their doors and be more flexible. And it's really a shame that others aren't getting on board, but there is just hope that that will happen because it really mm-hmm. should not be a case. I know I feel like we're on a soapbox here, but I am I with you and agree with you 100% that it really should not be a case of you have to choose between, okay, you have to be at this office on Monday morning at whatever time. And you're like, okay, I, I have kids that are sitting in my home. I can't leave them home by themselves. And there's just some companies lack of compassion, lack of empathy, like, okay, well you figure it out. And the moms are like, okay, well, I have to leave. So now you're adding so many other factors because you're taking away the income, the ability mm-hmm. to provide. And I just, yeah, mm-hmm. that's my speech for the day. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm totally with you. And I think that, that there are solutions to this. That's like, there are solutions, remote work being one of them, flex hours being another, having set times for your company to have like meetings and then outside of that is flex time that can make this work for people. And that's where I hope that we, we go with this. Um, so that all of these wonderful women that I'm working with and hearing from can do the work that they love to do and that they're great at. Oh, I agree. And like you said, there are solutions and we've seen the solutions. So I guess that's the disheartening part that when you were forced to do it, the solutions were there, but now that you're not forced to do it, it's like the solutions went away. Mm-hmm. But I feel, I feel that it's so great the work that you are doing to help these women to get into the workforce or or also find a way to change their environment and find new opportunities if their current position is not working for them. And I feel that it's just great that you are there to kind of be that guide and let them see that there are other options out there. Other companies are out there. There are places that are actually going to work with them and you're helping them to open themselves up build up their resume, those type of things. They can get mm-hmm. out there and find those opportunities. Yeah. And I think exactly. that is just... That's, that's what I'm here for. So if that's, the, if that's the contribution that I can be making, that feels like a good one to me. It is a good one. And it is so important because a lot of people, as I feel, get pigeonholed or we have that uh, vision where we just can't see outside of our current opportunity. So to have someone like you say, okay, this may be your situation, but look at mm-hmm. all the skills you have, all the talent you have, and look at these other options that are out there. And you're kind of taking that stress off of the mom, as we said, that is so busy and has so much going on that she perhaps cannot see that for herself, but having you there to help her, I feel that is just amazing. I'm so glad you brought that up because that's exactly what it is, is that there are these, these women have amazing talents and skills and experience. And sometimes you just lose sight of them. But working with a coach, having someone else that is talking, looking at your resume, looking at your experience, talking with you about your accomplishments, it's not only a way to build up your, your personal branding materials or to get your job applications in good shape. It's also a huge confidence boost. And that's what I hear from people over and over again, too, that they they are their confidence level is low because it's been a, a rough year. If they've been out of the workforce, it's been a rough year. 
even if they have, if they've been in, in a work in the workforce without a supportive environment, and their confidence is shot. But we want it, we need to build that back up because they do have so much that they're bringing to the table, and finding ways to polish that up, make it shine, so that they can not only show their best self in a job interview and a job application, but also feel it internally. That makes a huge difference. I'm sure it does. And hearing you say that, I never even thought about confidence in relation to a job interview, building out a resume, knowing that you can go out here and get another job. I never even thought about confidence as it relates to that. So I'm glad that you pointed that part out. It's big. And that's like, Two words that I, I talk about a lot in career coaching is it's clarity and confidence. Clarity around what that next step will be. Because oftentimes I will work with clients who they might come to me and say, like, I need to work my resume because I need a new job. I've been out of the workforce. I need to get back in. Or I need a new job because my current job is miserable and I need to find a change. But they don't actually know what that change will be, what, what they want. So we do a lot of work on clarity, around figuring out what that path is, what are the things that you want to do, what are the skills that you have and what are the skills that you want to use, and then work on the confidence muscle so that you can tell your story most effectively to someone else and show them how you can go solve their problems for them, which is what you're really trying to do when it comes down to an interview or you're an entrepreneur and trying to attract more clients. You're needing to show that you're a problem solver in some way. You need to have the confidence to be able to, to do that effectively. That's fabulous. And I love how that clarity and confidence just kind of goes with all areas of life. Stop wasting time and energy in your business. I have a confession. My name is Lawan, and I believe that systems and automation are everything in business. Being a mom, business owner, podcast host, and all the other things, life can truly get hectic. There was a time when I first started my business that I did everything manually. Can you relate to this? All the emails, communications, the forms, the contracts, proposals. I was truly driving myself crazy trying to remember all of these things. Then one day, I discovered Dubsado and my life changed forever. Dubsado is the ecosystem that helps me keep my business operations running smoothly. From my podcasts, guests, to my coaching clients, the workflows and automation in Dubsado allow me to communicate with my clients, send communications, proposals, and documents, and invoices without being so hands-on. Truth be told, Dubsado is the next best thing to having an assistant in your business. Here are the ways that I use Dubsado. Podcast guest booking, guest communications and emails, client management, contracts and forms, scheduling appointments, billing and invoices, accounting and reporting. And best of all, this is all automated for me. With a little back-end setup, my business is running on automations and through this system. Plus, I love that Dubsado is customizable to my brand and my brand remains consistent and cohesive. If you are looking to stop wasting so much time in the details of your business and are ready to get your automation and workflows in order, then I definitely recommend Dubsado. Do you have an automated client relation management system that you use in your business? If that answer is no, or if you're frustrated with your current one, 
I encourage you now to hit the link in the show notes and save 20% off your first month or year when you use my code LAWAN. Stop the frustration. Stop wasting so much time. Get your automation and systems in order so that you can focus on making money in your business. Head on over to the Upsidal today and get ready for a game changer. Now, we talked a lot about what you're doing as a career coach, but I also know that you have a wonderful book and you also have a working mom blog, and I would just love to hear more about those. Yeah, thank you. So my blog is really what started all of this for me like in terms of an entrepreneurial journey. So my blog is called With Love Becca. It is a working mom blog for moms who are managing motherhood, managing their careers, and managing to laugh through it all. Humor is something that is really central to my life. I know I used that as an example earlier when you're talking about themes, and that comes directly from my life. Humor is something that has been a common thread and something that I've always leaned on to help relate to people, to make me happy, to make other people happy. There's just so much joy in finding the humor in life, even when things get hard. What can you find that is is funny about this that can help lift you up? So my blog incorporates a lot of humor, even when we're talking about serious stuff around career development, when I talk about how to write a cover letter, doing it with an example of my kids pretending to write a cover letter so that they can like push the little grocery cart around the store. Or like I talk about how to answer the question, tell me about yourself by using like GIFs from Frozen. So there's different ways that you can get, it, get into this and make it relatable and fun with working mom life, career development, when you incorporate the humor. And I took all of that into my book. So my book, which just came out April 26th, it's called When Mommy Grows Up. And the whole idea of the book is taking these lessons that we teach our children and applying them back to our own lives and careers. Asking ourselves the question of, mommy, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Because we are constantly growing, evolving, changing, and we can keep asking ourselves that question. And to answer it, we can use the lessons that we teach our kids, twist them around into career development lessons and progress forward. So for an, for an example, we talk to our kids about making new friends. And I don't know about you, but I've become kind of quite the friend pusher, maybe not so much in pandemic times, but when we were out at the park and if there was other kids playing, I'd be like, go make new friends, go play, go make new friends. And, but as an adult, and someone who is naturally a little bit more introverted when it comes to social social situations and meeting new people, I'd rather kind of hang back a little bit. I needed to remind myself of that, that making new friends is a way to open a lot of doors and connect with people and take this big, scary idea of networking and break it down into just meeting new people and ha having conversations and building those relationships that can help you move forward. In your career. So I take lessons like that. I incorporate a lot of funny stories from parenthood that are relatable and fun, and then layer in the career development frameworks and tools that can be really helpful to moms. So a career development book, but fun and relatable and an easy read. I love that. And I love that you incorporate humor into all that you do, because laughter truly does make even the hardest situation a little bit better, in my opinion. And I love how you said answering that question and tell me about yourself. I think that is the most dreaded question that everyone 
just when you go on a job interview, it's like, now I hate answering that question. I know, I know people hate that question, but there's a really good framework that you can use. And I'll just lay that out there for people. So if you're going into an interview and being asked, tell me about yourself, they want to know your story, but going back to this idea of how you can show them that you can solve a problem for them, that's what they're really after, is they want you to tell them about themselves, but tell you about them yourself in a way that helps them understand how you could be a fit for this role or company. So what I tell coaching clients is to think about what are your three key skills or experiences that you want that interviewer to remember about you. Write those down on paper. Um, and then based on those three key skills or experiences that are related to the job, you've looked at the job description, you know what they need, what are the related skills and experiences, what are a couple highlights that you could share from your experience? What are some core accomplishments, some places that you've done X, Y, or Z um, that add more credibility and more nuanced context um, to that story. And then go ahead and answer their next question without them having to answer it or ask it rather. Their next question is going to be, well, why do you want to work here? Or why do you want this job? Answer that as part of your tell me about yourself. As I look towards this next stage of my career, I'm really excited about what your company does specifically and this role. I see there being an excellent fit between my experiences and what this, what this role requires. And I would be really eager to contribute to your team doing X, Y, and Z. Explain to them why it's a good fit, not just for you, but for them, why your experience is relevant. So if I was to break that down again quickly, it's kind of your, your key skills, your, your highlight reel uh, of how you've done this thing and why, why you want them and why they want you. And when you outline it in that way, you can answer, tell me about yourself incredibly well in under two minutes. That is a fabulous framework. It's the first time I've heard it broken down in such a manner as that. And I really appreciate you sharing with that with us. And I feel a lot of women, a lot of moms listening will get a lot from that. And that does kind of take that pressure off of those two questions. I forgot about the, why do you want to work here? Or why should we hire you question? I forgot about that one. But I feel mm -hmm. that framework you gave is really a great starting point and gives a perfect way to answer that question. So I truly thank you for sharing that framework with us. You're very welcome. I hope that can be helpful to people. It just breaks it down. And so much of that interview, the decision-making happens fast. And I wish that I could say that every single second of that interview that you're going into is equally as important. It's not. <laughs> They're making decisions pretty quickly. So you really want your tell me about yourself to to impress, to be authentic, be you, but also to highlight yourself in the best possible way. So go ahead, use that framework, tweak it as you need to for certain jobs, and you're going to be ready to roll. That's wonderful. Now you just said that interview, you said interview decisions, they make those fairly quickly. So are you able to just break down how do they make those decisions so quickly? Because we're thinking that the whole time we're there, the whole mm -hmm. interview matters, but from to hear you say it from your experience, those decisions are made quickly. Like what factors are they basing it on? Yeah. First impressions matter. So some of that can be if you're going into, 
if you're going into the office and you were walking up to the the person who was at the front desk and you're not polite to the person at the front desk within the third first 30 seconds that you're there that first impression can stick with you because people might go back and ask okay like becca came in for this interview what was her what was her vibe right off the bat eh, she was kind of rude all right maybe we're not interested not not a fit for the company culture how you if you're showing up showing up on time showing up and presenting yourself in a confident way instead of not being confident you want to express to them right away that they want to learn more so if you're a little bit more of a shrinking violet at the beginning of that interview and they feel like they have to pull it out that puts more mental energy on the interviewer and can get them away from what are the highlights about you because they're more focused on like just trying to pull answers out rather than you laying it out there for them so the rest of your interview is definitely important i don't want to say it's not um and i wish i could point to a specific stat on this but i know they exist that oftentimes folks are judged based on the first few minutes of that interview based on how you are presenting yourself how you are interacting with others and the, the level of confidence and assurance that you can provide the interviewer that you can do this job well yeah i can believe that because i feel first impressions go a long way in a mm -hmm. lot of things that we do so i thank you for sharing those interview tips and also for that framework because i feel that'll help a lot of moms listening that may be in that transitional period to where they may need to find a new job or are looking to do something different i feel that that will be very helpful mm -hmm. i hope so want to connect with me before the next episode drops join me over on instagram and facebook at lawan moses as part of my community and as you scroll my feed you will find inspiration, mom life and tips, my family, some fun things, and lots of love. I am so excited and can't wait to build my community with all of you. Head over to Instagram and Facebook now and find me at Lawan Moses and be sure to hit that follow button. I can't wait to connect with you. Aside from your motherhood journey, what would you say has been the most rewarding part of your life journey so far? Yeah, I love this question. and. I think there's a, a few things that come to mind. Publishing my book was a huge one and really the process of writing it. So I started writing When Mommy Grows Up three years ago. It was a big process uh, of writing this book and I loved writing the book. I want to hop on the horse and write, and write another write another book because I really loved the process. So not only having the reward of having it out there in the world, but writing was just something that's very incredibly rewarding to me. Coaching and getting my email back from coaching clients saying, I got the job, I got the offer, or my business is, uh, is growing, here's what I'm doing. Those types of things are incredibly rewarding. Um, and then you, you mentioned, like you said, outside of motherhood, but when I just think about like my family in general and being able to hopefully after after COVID, tra travel and see my family and spend that quality time with them. Those are things that are really rewarding and just add so much rich richness to my life. Yeah, those, those are really re rewarding. And the reason I ask the question aside from motherhood, because it's so easy for us as moms to say, mm -hmm. oh, my family and my kids, but I like 
is with the basis of this podcast, getting beyond the motherhood journey, getting beyond the kids, because that's that's like a given and that's something that we all go to. But I really love hearing the parts outside of motherhood that really make us smile, flourish, and feel good on the inside. And definitely writing a book. I've been through that process. So I understand how rewarding that is. And then also with coaching and just being able to empower others and see them on this journey. So yes, Mm -hmm. it is all great. There's no right or wrong answer to that. And of course, family is so important. I just absolutely love family. Same here. And it's all like integrated together too. Like it's it's work-life integration. It's like my, my family has played a part in... The decisions I've made around my career. My family is is well documented in this book too. So I guess another overarching theme there is it's been rewarding to be able to combine the things in my life that I that I love and cherish around coaching, writing, family, humor, finding ways to bring that all together. It has been really, really cool. And I love seeing for other moms ways that they can find the different pieces of their lives of their lives and bring them together in a way that is rewarding and fun and joyful. That is just fabulous and it definitely is rewarding. I thank you, Becca, for joining me today. This was truly a great conversation. And I just thank you for sharing all of your career coaching tips and especially those interview tips that I feel will help a lot of moms that are listening. So before you go, if you could just tell us where we can connect with you online, where we can find your book or anything else that you'd like to share. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Lon, so much for having me. And we got to talk about so many important things and so many wonderful topics. Thank you, first of all. And if folks want to connect with me, I would love to connect with you. You can find my website is withlovebecca.com. From there, it links out to my career coaching practice. It links out to my books as well as the blogs. I think that's a great place to to start with with lovebecca.com. And that's where you'll find my social media handles and stuff too. I post a lot of memes. So if you like a good parent, some parenting humor mixed in with your career development advice, which sounds like a weird combination, but it totally works. um, You can find me on, on Instagram at with underscore love underscore Becca because the other one was already taken years ago. So with lovebecca.com and then that's my Instagram handle as well. Wonderful. And I will be sure to link to all of that in the show notes so that everyone can easily find you and also grab a copy of your book when mommy grows up. So thank you again for joining me. This was truly a great interview. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, leave a review, and most importantly, share this episode with all of your mom friends. Let's continue to grow our mom community and support each other. Remember, together, we've got this.